I wonder what music I'm gonna play. <laughs> You're funny. It's recording. Hmm. Okay. I know. <laughs> Hi everyone, and welcome to the first edition of the Park Stop Podcast. My name is Alicia Stella, and with me today is my guest co-host Ian. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, on the podcast, we're going to talk about theme park news and rumors uh, from around the world, but mostly Orlando because that's where I live. <laughs> that's where I want to live. So we're going to get right into it and. Uh, talk about some recent news around the parks. There's a lot going on I've heard about. So, I mean, there's tons of rumors flying around and all kinds of all kinds of people going bye-bye and things going bye-bye. There seems to be a lot of budget cuts around um, the Orlando parks right now. Um, and it, it is that time of year, I guess, when the, the, the quarter rolls over and they try to save as much money as they can. But yeah. a little more than normal. Yeah, the fiscal year's ending, right? So they got to make all their numbers exactly that's the that's the financial word for it fiscal year um yeah i think the one that, that a lot of people have been talking about uh it's unfortunate is the the uh longtime citizens of hollywood at disney's hollywood studios yeah it's horrible it's horrible people have been working there maybe more than a decade yeah i haven't i'm always getting there early and end up leaving kind of late i don't usually run into them a lot but i was uh harangued by the officer once when i was a child and i was not very <laughs> happy about that then either even though he was a fake officer uh he's my favorite one too because uh he would always talk to the camera when i walked by with the video camera um <laughs> yeah it's it, it adds those characters add a lot of life to the park that i think with so little to do um they, it, for those of you who don't know, they, they would set up little uh, little shows. Um, one of them was like a movie star. One was the uh, officer. One would be like a director. And they would uh, interact with the guests and uh, drive around in little cars. Yeah, they're um, awesome. Two of the girls would actually go and sit at the uh, bench at the Tower of Terror and pretend they're ghosts sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like just little fun things that add to your experience. And I guess... Um, to save money, they were let go, and uh, it's really <laughs> sad. But And I don't know how much money they're actually saving. I did want to bring this up. This is the first year they've done resort parking fees at Walt Disney World. Yeah, I have never stayed at the resorts. Uh, I've been going for so long that we actually have an off-site timeshare. But I still think that... Um, well, I mean, this is something that's echoed by a lot of people. I really think that their nickel and diming is going to end up really frustrating people. And it just seems to be more and more of that. And yeah, I mean, Universal raises prices of stuff on the on their side of the, the world down there in Florida, but it doesn't seem to be as bad. Yeah, well, the people have always said, like, well, the thing about Universal is you got to pay the $20 parking fee every night because the Lowe's hotels charge you parking. And that's why Disney's better. And now you have to pay parking at Disney, too. And they're making extra millions and millions of dollars, but not enough, apparently, to keep some of the entertainment on hand or uh, the shaman actors from the Rivers of Light show. There's only four actors in that show. Yeah. Uh, and they add a little bit of life to what would otherwise be kind of a dull program. No offense. <laughs> um, but they, they let them go. And I think the logic was, well, whenever there's lightning in the area, they don't put the shamans on the boats. So if we can do the show without shamans when there's lightning, we can do the show without shamans forever. Yeah. Uh, well, all right. So a while ago, I used to listen or read this guy, uh, Kevin Yee, who used to be from, I think he was in Disneyland as uh, a cast member. And then he, I think he's in Orlando now. He used to have this whole running article called Declining by Degrees. And it was all about Disney and 
things they would chintz on like paint chipping or light bulbs being out things that would never happen in the past but seems to be more and more prevalent and getting rid of small touches seems to be that kind of idea in my opinion and the Imagineers and Walt himself, even back in the day, even though I don't really like the what would Walt do game because it's impossible <laughs> to know. But I mean, all these small touches are what makes things feel so immersive and so far away from reality and makes things so fun. I mean, four shamans on some boats, probably not as cool as Streetmosphere, but it's better than just looking at some floats. You know what I mean? It yeah. adds life to the yeah. parks in general. So... The food prices going up is what's getting me too, because I always, before I would cover the theme parks, I'd always hear like, oh, ticket prices are going up and this is going up. But when the, when a 20 ounce soda is $4 and 50 cents. Yeah, it's ridiculous. start to pay a little more attention. Yeah, water's going to be like $10 by the the end of the year. I mean, a Mickey pretzel is $7 instead of $6, but it was also $5 a year ago and it was $4.50 a couple of years ago. And it's like, if they continue every single year raising prices on this and they do it so that people are like, well, now the Disney dining plane is so much like, a better value because this is a snack credit or this is that. And it's like, well, I'm not going to pay hundreds of dollars for the Disney dining plan just to make buying a soda worth it. Yeah, I know. And it's just ridiculous. I mean, it's also by raising the prices and then getting people to do the dining plan, which I kind of have heard rumors that that's might actually be going away slowly too. But hmm. even that, I don't know if that's true. Just some things I've heard in like kind of in the wind, but I mean, for, it's just another way to get you to stay on property and to make sure they have your money. Oh yeah. Yeah. I it's mean, that's, guaranteed they're going to, you're going to eat meals there. Yeah. So it makes sense for them to offer something like that. I mean, if, if, if you're going to get a snack, and use one of those credits instead of paying five bucks for basically five dollars for a soda now. Like it's seven dollars for a pretzel. That's ridiculous. And I love <laughs> the parks. And then to see all this happen and you know, it brings me back to the uh it's kind of it's kinda of like like we were talking about before. I have I use a lot of Apple stuff and that's kinda of like their game. They try to like boutique stuff and they make it all super expensive and blah 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 and they can charge a lot even if they only have a few people following because they'll yeah. still make their money. It seems to be the direction Disney's going in lately. Well, everyone knows Diet Coke tastes better when you're paying $5 for it. Oh, yeah, especially especially in the Magic Kingdom, $5. And um, speaking of restaurants, Pizza Rizzo. Pizza Rizzo is going seasonal, which uh, Stitch's Great Escape went seasonal a year ago, and we know how that ended up. Um, yes. This is a restaurant that technically opened uh, less than two years ago. Yep, and it's already getting a death knell sound. Uh, and and I, I, it saddens me because, yes, it's terrible pizza. It's barely food. But I really like the theming in there. Um, I like the Muppets um, like overlay. It used to be Pizza Planet. They ripped out all the you know, video games. But it is quiet, and I think that's part of the reason I like it is there's no one in there. But if there's no one in there, I kind of understand why they're going to close it. <laughs> but <laughs> like here, it's wait, like, wait. The main selling point is there's no one in there. <laughs> <laughs> we have to back up. Can somebody please explain to me why Disney cannot do pizza or a, even, for the most part, decent Italian food? They have <laughs> restaurants from outside people in their parks that do a good job. But then yeah, the Disney Patina people do a good job. Yeah. Uh, Blaze Pizza does a good job. And Disney shows up with like Elio's or something. <laughs> it's well, they, so wrong. 
I stayed recently at the Coronado Springs, and if you order the room service pizza, it's the Pizza Rizzo pizza. It's the oh. same pizza fari little personal pan pizzas, it's but it's not done in a pizza oven, so it's even worse. Yeah, it's, it's just it's like worse. microwaved. Uh, and I, I admit it, I'm from Connecticut, and we have awesome pizza here, and I'm a bit of a pizza snob now, so yeah, I typically snob, yeah. I, I typically avoid it. But I mean. To have something so cool like Muppet themed pizzeria, yeah, if I could speak, pizza Rizzo, and then kind of waste it with not so great food. And I mean, considering if you think back to what uh, Mama Melrose's was supposed to be, Mm -hmm. the opportunity that was missed as much. I even like Mama Melrose. It's not it's not the best thing ever, but I do like it in there. Um. But Pizza Rizzo could have been something amazing that would have brought people in. But their their original plans in the eighties was to have um. The rats actually bring you the pizza. Yes, cool. So cool. <laughs> and, then, and then that got like shortened to where well, you can see the rats scurrying about on the um like the upper part of the wall. Like they're running around and they go in and out of doors and stuff. If they had done something like that, where it's kind of like you know you have to go in there to see this, like the animatronic uh, Muppets, that would be pretty cool. And I think maybe people would actually go in, but it's so lightly themed that it just kind of looks like a New York pizzeria. Yeah. It's just an overlay. I think there is some, uh, I think there is a bit of evidence left over in Mama Melrose as to what it's supposed to be. If I remember right. But if they had just carried that over to pizza Rizzo with Muppets theme, that would have, that would have been so awesome. I would have just, I would have camped oh, yeah. out there You're all day. To, the, um, Swedish chef is supposed to come out every once in a while, you know? <laughs> oh, so cool. Yeah. I think that, if it was like a Chuck E. Cheese with Muppets, people would actually be in there eating the bad pizza. There is no reason or excuse for Disney to make crappy pizza, bad pizza, whatever. <laughs> There's just no excuse. It's just being cheap and lazy. That's all it is. So getting back to the cost cutting, uh, Jack Sparrow's pirate training ended in the Magic Kingdom, but maybe maybe it was time for that to go away anyway. I think the... The pirate thing has kind of died down a bit, although he's still meet and greeting out there. So they yeah. might not have to show anymore, but at least they still have Jack Sparrow. Yeah, I like the Pirates movies for the most part, but I think that whole thing is getting a little long in the tooth there. And the other big thing that's closing is Rafiki's Planet Watch, which yeah. um, it was reported it was going seasonal. Then it was reported that it was closing forever. Now it's going to be reopening in the spring of next year. Yeah, that set off a little bit of a rumor stream. I heard quite a few things really quickly, too. Yeah. Um, I don't know what you heard. I heard Wakanda was one hope, <laughs> and I heard Zootopia was another hope. And that was that was about it. Those were the two things. Well, I think I heard Zootopia was a rumor a while ago. Like, right when the movie came out, they and I think the rumor started because they added a little show to the conservation station there. Yeah. Uh, that was Utopia related. So everyone's like, oh, that'd be a great thing to retheme the whole area to. And um, as far as Wakanda goes, I mean, there's been rumors like uh, there should be a Wakanda taking over Wonders of Life Pavilion for Technology Fair. Wakanda should get its own uh, pavilion and world showcase, even though it's not a real country. And Planet Watch is closing. It should be Wakanda because it's in Africa. But I'm pretty sure Universal has the theme park rights for Black Panther and Orlando. He uh, he is on a mural, I think, inside a Caps diner. Yeah, and that's that's about his. Uh, well, and when they did uh, a California Adventure, they did a meet and greet with Black Panther and uh, uh, lots of other characters, and they did not do it at Hollywood Studios. 
they they did Doctor Strange, they did Guardians of the Galaxy, they did not do Black Panther. So sad because so. even though it doesn't make any sense, I was kind of happy at the thought of Wakanda showing up at Epcot. I know I it's think, not a real place, but I think it would have been fun there. Well, if it took over Wonders of Life, at least it would be next door to Guardians of the Galaxy, and it'd be in Future World where things are fictional. So that'd be okay. Well, yeah, and they have high technology, so kind of exactly. Fits. Yeah, I would have yeah. been happy to see it there just for something else. That's my favorite park, and it's been struggling for years. Um, but I think. Well, Rafiki's Planet Watch may very well just be closing to save some money and they don't want to admit it's going seasonal. So it's down for a lengthy rehab and I doubt anything will really change. Although the train itself apparently has been breaking down a lot. So this might just be related to fixing the trains. Yeah, uh, I I, I want to hope that they would want to do something like that. But getting back to what you we were saying before, like the declining my degree idea that I don't know. And the only other thing I can think is like train breaking down less people. I hear they're still going to use the facility for, you know, the veterinary services. So I'm not sure how much money it's actually going to be saving in the long run, but they're probably nickel and diming everything just so they can show everybody they hit their target when it comes yeah. to the fiscal year. But <clears throat> I get it. It's business, but it doesn't make it any less slightly gross. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's I saw a little bit of work going on. I included in the video. There's a little bit of land clearing and some uh, survey markers and trees were marked. So you know, they might be doing a little bit of uh, construction, and and maybe like I put in my video, they're building a whole new uh, jungle cruise ride or something behind Asia because it butts up right against the um, Rafiki's Planet Watch where the train stops. And they might just need to close it for access reasons for construction. Who knows? Yeah, Jungle Book, right? You did I, what I did. I, I said, said Jungle Cruise? Yes, you did. Just like I did. <laughs> <laughs> I'll edit that out so I sound smarter. No, no. <laughs> jungle Book. but uh, And that probably is going to Epcot anyway. Um, so who knows if Animal Kingdom will ever get anything new for, for a decade or two. I, I watched I watched that video and after seeing the the ride system and everything they were thinking about using, I am actually excited for that. Before I was like, eh, it'll be fun, something new, but now I want to see something like use that ride system here. It looks it's amazing. really cool. Yeah. It's the first uh, Disney boat ride that can like tilt left or right or go backwards, control speed. Normally they use the water flow to control the speed. So you can't time the show scenes perfectly, which is the biggest problem with Frozen. So with being able to actually tether the boat to a track, um, it, it can control the speed of everything better. And plus it can go fast. So it can go backwards. Cool. So cool. <clears throat> so, yeah, I'm actually hoping they really do that ride, even if it's at Epcot. And, and you know what? Epcot land of boat rides and screens it could use another boat ride why not sure <laughs> why not a fourth boat rider and it's roadie and roadie is awesome if he gets his way it's almost always awesome yeah i think he's fighting for i like to believe he's fighting for putting that in animal kingdom because it, it would fit in so well he's probably fighting for that that's like his baby that park is like his thing so i mean and if anybody follows him on instagram that dude's he's in mongolia i think still right now isn't he yeah, I keep seeing him. He's definitely in Asia-related places, which would be perfect for researching for a Jungle Book ride. Hmm. <laughs> Ironically hmm. enough. Um, so speaking of cost-cutting, uh, over at Universal, um, the eighth voyage of Sinbad closed. And everyone's like, oh, what are they going to build in place of the eighth voyage of Sinbad? 
nothing. They're going to build nothing. They're just closing it down to save money. Oh, I, so I much. Think. Well, and 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 on on their defense, they are about to embark on a whole entire park. So it's not one land. So I mean, saving some money for them makes sense. I don't even, how how popular was that show at the end there? I didn't. It was I, the least popular in that park, and the second least popular out of both parks. Only the, Barney gets less people, I believe. Uh, <laughs> poor Barney. But, but <laughs> the guest satisfaction surveys for Barney are very high. So the people who see Barney like it. The people who see the Eighth Voyage of Sinbad don't. So it was kind of an easy decision there. And I think a lot of um, they have the new uh, stunt show opening replacing Terminator 2. Yeah. Uh, uh, Born uh, Jason Bourne stunt show, I, I assume. Treadstone. I think it's more loosely based on the TV show and make more sense because it's coming out now. Oh, really? Yeah, there's mm -hmm. a they're doing a, a series on Treadstone, which is, you know, the whole thing behind the Bourne show, the Bourne movies. I'm not familiar. I only saw the first movie. Yeah, they're they're fun. There are I I enjoyed the first and the the second was pretty good. The third one wasn't bad. I mean, they're not horrible movies, but I I don't know anybody that's clamoring for a born attraction. Of <laughs> well, any I think sort. I think some of the the actors or all the actors were offered other jobs around the resort and including that one. And um, so, that's cool. And it's going to have stunts involved. So I think that's uh, part of the reason was, well, we're about to start training and uh, doing rehearsals for the new show. Let's get all of you over there that want to go over there. That way we can close this down instead of hiring new people. Um, and some of them stayed. Some of them, uh, I think, went to other jobs at Disney. Um, you know, sadly, I think some of them were the citizens of Hollywood as their as one oh, of their other jobs. That sucks. <clears throat> so, yeah, they they might have gotten, you know, they lost both of their up because they're um they have contracts like six month contracts or whatever, and they're only available. And then when that's up, they bid for other contracts at different places. One of them, I think, works as the the Wolverine at Islands of Adventure for meet and greets. Oh, that sounds so horrible. I bet nobody have... likes him. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, so I'm just curious if they do reopen something there, or open something new there. What do, what do you think should go there? Like what kind of attraction? Like what do you think, think the area well, needs? <clears throat> I've been hoping for how to train your dragon because i think it fits the aesthetic well enough that they could keep some of the rock work up yep um and it's kind of a it's already an island the island of burke is an <laughs> island so yep. that fits um and they bought dreamworks and they haven't really done much but meet and greets with it so i'd love to see that but but the rumor seems to be the legend of zelda taking over that entire land um as part of bringing nintendo to all of the orlando parks you know, uh, Super Nintendo World, the first phase in the in the new park that hasn't been announced yet. Maybe Pokemon taking over Kid Zone, and maybe Zelda taking over um, Lost Continent. That'd be pretty cool. I can see that fitting. I uh, part of me, mostly because I have a soft spot for the kind of stuff that that area is based on. I kind of, I, I kind of would, I would wish that they would keep it what it is and keep it more away from IP, just to have a little section. You know, but everything know. is IP heavy. So, yeah. I mean, it's so, been dying the death, the slow, slow death since it opened. I know, I know. And I'm I'm a weirdo. I like all that Merlin and sword and sorcery stuff. So. Well, I was going to say the best part was Merlinwood. And that was the first to go when it was turned into Hogsmeade. Yeah, that was. And and then now this is maybe the second best part and uh, with the bazaar and that's going to go away. Other rumors say it could be part of uh, Potter. Um, 
I, I know I've heard that uh, that just that smaller area would uh, turn into an extension of Hogsmeade with maybe a kitty ride or something. Uh, I don't see that happening because that that rumor really was started before Diagon opened, and now that they have Diagon, they have a lot more Potter than they probably they don't need the space. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think so. And they're they're probably. I'm thinking. I would think they would do Fantastic Beasts in the new park that they're going to yeah. build. I've actually never heard that as a rumor. I just started it because it seems logical. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I've never even heard anything either. It just seems logical to me to like leave that stuff, leave those two that are done and then keep expanding, you know, a new park. But the newer movies are coming. They're supposed to be like five, right? So, yeah. And they take place in different places around the world. So it could be cool to to have a ride that kind of visits a lot of the different scenery. That would be amazing. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I mean, they like teleport from place to place. So why not just have a ride that takes you to all the ministries and magics or whatever they call them in each country? Oh, so good. So um, good. Another cost cutting thing that I saw, um, I've been following the Jurassic Park coaster. They're they're making another coaster. <laughs> the Harry Potter <laughs> coaster isn't even done yet and they're building another coaster. That's um, good. But I've been heard it's been delayed um, maybe up to a year. And there was even permits filed for demolition, but the demolition of the Triceratops Trail hasn't started yet. And I think that's related to saving money and just spreading out the construction. Do you think the flyers are going to stay? Are they going to work around that and keep those? Yeah, I think they they just uh, renovated them big time. So they're good for another decade or so. Nice. Nice. I don't pay attention to them. I've never, you, you have to have a child, which I do not have to go on it. So <laughs> yeah. So you have to like borrow a friend's kid. Yeah. Can I borrow your, can I rent your kid lady? I just want to go on the ride. I did it once. I did. <laughs> I, I happened to be visiting with a, uh, with a friend and I'm like, yeah, I, um, I know you're her mother, but can I go on the ride with her? <laughs> I, I just really need to, they, they have special <laughs> events sometimes for pass holders where they let you ride. That's so. awesome. Yeah, some friends of mine are about to have a kid, so I guess the kid's going to go on three or four times in And a it's row. a small window of time <laughs> where they're the right height. So you got to make sure to get it before they get too tall. <laughs> I'll make sure. I'll make sure we all go on a trip, and then the kid's going to go three or four times in a row. Probably hate it by the time we're done. Yeah. So, no, that seems safe. Um, and I'll have some more information on the Jurassic Park coaster, but uh, it looks like it's going to be very, very fast. I can say Ooh. that. That's awesome. Yeah. I hope um, it goes over the uh, lagoon a little bit and they do something with the edge of the lagoon with dinosaurs or something. I really yeah, I don't like know. to see I that. Don't, yeah, I don't know about dinosaurs, but it's definitely going to go in front of the the uh, visitors, the Discovery Center. Excuse That's me. awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'll, I'll get on that quick. So the main topic, though, we wanted to talk about today was the Harry Potter coaster, which is still unnamed. But... Uh, Pottermore recently revealed a poster with a little bit of concept art on it and a short write-up. A magical new adventure is coming in 2019. For the first time ever, fly far beyond the grounds of Hogwarts Castle on a thrilling roller coaster ride that plunges into the paths of some of the wizarding world's rarest magical creatures. Universal's most highly themed coaster takes off in 2019 only at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter Hogsmeade at Universal Orlando Resort. Ooh, I got chills. So Yeah, so good. What's interesting, they don't mention Islands of Adventure. So uh, they, they never like to mention the name of the park. I know, and that gave them trouble when they first opened Islands of Adventure. Yeah, I want to go to this Universal Escape. How do I get to the escape? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which is a shame, and I don't know about anybody else, but I go to the... I've 
I can imagine you might do this, but I go to the park so often that it all is like a big blob. So I know where Hogsmeade is, but I don't sometimes, if you know what I mean, because mm-hmm. it's one big park to me when I go. I try to get it. I try to do both parks over two days, but I hop between them. So yeah, with the train, it just makes it so easy. So they kind of like maybe that's why they say Universal Orlando. It's kind of like one blob park now. Yeah, I mean, I, I treat it as one big park and I just go twice, but I always get a park hopper. So that doesn't really help me separate them in my head. But this coaster, though, looks awesome from everything you've posted and the few things I've seen. I am stoked for this thing. This thing seems to do everything but go upside down for the most yeah, part. So, much, yeah, it, it's it's weird to me. They didn't say the name of the coaster. I was expecting because it, it was kind of a non-announcement. It was more like just letting the general public know that a new coaster is coming. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised there was an image at all. <laughs> I know. They're like, in case you didn't catch all the photos coming out of everywhere. <laughs> yeah. This actually is happening. Yeah. Um, I don't know. A name would be good. I can't even begin to think of, but if I, I think if they do something with Forbidden Forest in the title, it's going to get even more confusing with Forbidden yeah. Journey. So you can't say Forbidden. They've already ruined that. <clears throat> so, you know, maybe magical creatures. Uh, it, it probably gets to have Hagrid in it. So Hagrid's care of magic. No, that's boring. Um, I'm going with Hagrid's Forest Friend Roundup. That's my favorite. Forest Friend Roundup. That's so adorable. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a Disney ride. I like I it. I know. I think it's funny. So yeah, and and uh, but it is interesting in the in the write up, um, trying to dissect it and look into it. It says it, um, it goes it fly far beyond the grounds of Hogwarts. Like I've been saying, it's on the edge of the Hogwarts castle. But if it's far beyond, like maybe we're going into a part of the forest that's never been explored before. Could be, and there's already so many things to dip into in the forest with like the creatures that we've already seen. So. I mean, uh, I'm thinking no spiders because we have that in Forbidden Journey. I'm thinking no Whomping Willow because we have that in Forbidden Journey. I'm thinking um, like there's there's uh, Cornish pixies on the on the poster. And yeah. There's like this ruins these like this giant structure they're building and the coaster goes through five different times. Um, it's not ever been in the stories. It's not in the books. It's not in the movies. So it, it, I'm thinking maybe they're they're kind of adding a new story to the to the canon of uh, Harry Potter. That'd be cool. I'm just, I'm wondering what else is going to be in there. Like, are we going to see centaurs? Are we going to see, what are we going to see in there? I mean. Yeah, there are centaurs on the um, Hogwarts Express. Yeah, but they're not in the forest with us, like physically. It's a screen. No, no, it's just a screen, yeah. It's not that great of CG either. (laughs) No, those things need to be updated a little bit, even though they're still awesome. I still enjoy them, but. You know, the same company that did that did the um, Fast and Furious ride. Uh, We don't, we don't, we don't discuss that ride. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Nope, that doesn't exist. No, yeah, I don't know. Um. So this is the thing I am excited about, considering uh, um, uh, as much as I loved Dueling Dragons when it was first opened as Dueling Dragons, mm-hmm. <clears throat> my complaint has always been that the queue was so richly and thickly themed, and then you go on the coaster and there's just trees. <laughs> Barely even trees. It's yeah. more like a drainage pond and dirt. Yeah. I was always so let down by I was like, this is going to be amazing. And then you get on the ride and it's just like, Oh, okay. There's nothing out here and there's breaks where I can look around. So 
what, what yeah, happens, what happened. So, <clears throat> they didn't even fully theme the walls of the castle. Nope. Like the bottom half is corrugated metal. And then as you get higher up, it's there's the the turrets. So yeah, no, that is a it's almost like they ran out of money after doing the queue. Yeah, I mean, I, so so that excites me that they're actually going to do the whole area up, even though it's going to yeah. be outside. I'm, I'm happy to hear that because that was always a serious bummer, like walking through all the like armor and everything else was so cool. And then hundreds of skulls and that um, so little dragon cool. skeleton. And yeah, that, that was a great queue. But the ride as, as exciting as it was, it was just a thrill ride. It was kind of like a Six Flags type thing. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like as soon as you got onto the ride, it was a fun ride. It was a really good ride. But as far as the breaks where you could look around, there's just nothing to see. Like even oh. uh, Montu at Bush Gardens Tampa has better theming and you could see the parking lot for half of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's shameful. That shouldn't happen at Universal. But no, I think this is more like um, not the ride system or anything, but I compare it to Thunder Mountain where it's an outside coaster and it has a little bit of indoor scenes, but the outside is so well themed that it may as well be an indoor coaster. It's, you know, there's the little flooded town on Thunder Mountain. Yep. Um, and of course the mountain itself and like everything you see on that ride is so well themed. Even seeing Tom Sawyer Island across the water is themed. You know, there's nothing you don't see that doesn't match. You can't yeah. see the outside world at all. And I think Universal's never really done that. They've done inside coasters that are really themed and they've done outside coasters that are lightly themed like the the hulk um you go out and you see the whole park and you the even the back half where they have a chance to theme it it's just desert yep. rocks now there's not there's nothing really back there yep. so to, to see something like this where and it's got even more theming when i did the video i didn't know they were going to build this giant ruins thing i thought maybe just a little covered bridge or something uh when i saw the footers but it is just massive this this these ruins are huge and the track goes through it like five times i'm i'm having a thought now and i i can't remember exactly but did, didn't ha did what happened to that didn't hagrid have a baby dragon egg did what happened to that thing because i'm wondering if the ruins are going to be like i wonder if it's going to be like their way of throwing back with a dragon out there or something i really don't think there's gonna be a dragon here although maybe in the queue because yeah, I feel like Dragon Challenge, Dueling Dragons, there needs to be something like to pay, pay its respects. Um, so I'm hoping there's something in the queue. But the, as far as the ride goes, I don't think there's anything dragony. <clears throat> and about the ruins, one person's theory <laughs> is that Muggles see Hogwarts Castle as an old ruined uh, castle that's ancient and decrepit. That's an interesting thought. So, and it does kind of have the same um, architectural style as like it looks like the great hall almost but old and ancient and decrepit and ruined so it's That's a possibility but then again uh, when in the in the the story of hogsmeade we're allowed to see hogwarts we're allowed to you know it's muggle day at, at hogwarts <laughs> castle <clears throat> yeah, so yeah. we're getting a tour and everything so it, it'd be weird that all of a sudden now we can't see it yeah especially so close relatively speaking yeah, on the ride, you might be able to get, catch a glimpse of the real castle in the background uh, at at least one part. So I was going to say, I'm looking forward to like uh, what seems to be somewhat in ground runs on the train on the on the tracks. What do you mean? Like sort yeah. of sort of uh, either really low to the ground. Mm -hmm. Some of those kind of things or some that are uh, like the cheetah run looking coaster where they're kind of oh, almost yeah. dug out like stuff like that. And seeing something like that themed outside would be really really kind of cool i think something feeling yeah. really close and tight and really low 
I think most of the ride takes place closer to the ground. They, um, the new aerial of photography that bio reconstruct on Twitter just posted, uh, the other day, you could see they've actually, uh, buried most of the supports all the way up to the track. So the whole, like a lot of the rides going to be at ground level. Oh, it's so So, cool. Like a lot more than I thought even, um, and parts where it's not at ground level, you'll be going through bridges. So you'll always be kind of close to something that's themed and near the track. Yeah. Um, I like you're always that. on a surface. There's only one part. <clears throat> there's only one part where you really fly into the air and it like launches you um, right through the ruins, like through the stained glass window of the ruins um, and then come back down to the ground. So that one part's going to be pretty thrilling and you launch like straight up into the air and it's like almost like you're flying for this moment. But then for the rest of the ride, you're all ground level. So stoked. That sounds really fun to me and different, like different than the two major parks typically have for the most part. Well, speaking of what the other, what the other rides have, there's probably going to be no screens on this ride. Oh, going the opposite (laughs) extreme from all the complaining, huh? Yeah. And well, it's funny because people have complained about screens. They always put a Z on it. Like, why are there so many screens? Um, (laughs) And now they're building this coaster and they're going to build a Jurassic Park coaster right after this one. People are like, what's with all the coasters with a Z? (laughs) (laughs) Um, How dare you make me have fun? (laughs) But no, I think I've heard one screen for the entire thing. And it's probably a musion effect in the queue, maybe for a pre-show or just in the queue while you're waiting. Oh, that would so, make sense. That would make no, sense. No actual screens on the ride. And because a lot of it takes place outside, you really can't do a screen. And even some of the buildings are like open air. So the light would kind of mess with it. So you can't really project with the sunlight. Yeah, of course. I think even... At least, at least with Kong, there's a giant animatronic at the end, and they yeah. they they do hide the screens a little bit better, in my opinion. They have like the bats hanging that are audio and animatronics and stuff like that in the ride. It's a little more pieced together, even it's though it's so, short. It's a little more real. I, yeah, that's a good way to put it. But and I, I think mean, that this ride, it's it's all real. It's just um, I'm hearing ten animatronics for the ride. That's awesome. One um, of which is Fluffy, right? Oh yeah. That's going to be the biggest one. Um, You know, if, if I have to state, this is a rumor still technically still a rumor. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) I've had a lot of people contact me and go like, Oh, you're, you're right on with that. So I I have to believe that fluffy is definitely in the ride um, right in the middle of the ride. So cool. Um, And another thing too, this is, this might be a record breaking coaster, even though they're touting it as a family coaster, it's going to have, a lot of exciting elements. Um, unlike the old fashioned coasters that had a lift hill, this one's all launch based and not like the Hulk where you have one launch and then everything is just um, getting slower and slower as gravity runs out. Like as you lose momentum, this one mm-hmm. will launch you and then slow down and then launch you again and then stop and then launch you again so that they can kind of squeeze in a little bit, not like Gringotts where it stops in every scene, but so they can <laughs> squeeze in some like, like when we go to Fluffy, it's just going to slow down. It's not yep. going to stop. It's just going to slow down so you can see him and then it's going to launch you again. <laughs> so we don't lose momentum, but we also don't have to climb a lift hill and, you know, waste any time. It just gets right back into it. Oh, good. How many did so, you say? Six, six, or six, something? six launches, two of them small, but four pretty decent sized launches. One of them really big. Um, and one of them backwards. Oh, that's fun. So 
Because there'll be a part where you go straight up uh, like a four-story um, dead end that's like you'll be on your back. So you'll be so high off the ground. That's and so then you cool. fall backwards. So you launch up the stick and then you fall backwards to gravity. And while you're going backwards, you get launched backwards so you get faster. <laughs> Just in case yeah. you weren't going fast enough. Doesn't sound fun at all. And then at, is that the at that ends the backwards motion ends with a drop, right? On a coaster. Yeah, you so you swirl <laughs> up. You swirl up backwards, go into this giant building, um, and then you drop down and then you launch out forwards. So awesome. But if you imagine it in like real time, it's like launch up this thing straight up uh, four stories, then fall backwards due to gravity, then launch backward while you're already moving up a spiral into a building, then fall straight down, then launch forward. Yeah. Like all in the span of 30 seconds. So awesome. That doesn't sound fun at all. We don't need- <laughs> I don't, I've never done a coaster that has a drop in it like that. So. I mean, I haven't either. There's not many. There's only, I think there's only one in the U.S. at Busch Gardens Williamsburg. And then um, the other ones that are by the same manufacturer, the the ride, this ride's manufactured by Intamin. Mm-hmm. Um, they did the Gringotts ride system. They do a lot of stuff in Orlando. Uh, 13 at Alton Towers in the U.K., and Darkmare in Italy, those were the same manufacturer. So if you've done that ride, the drop sequence will be similar to those rides. Ooh, field trip. <laughs> um, oh, man. But also it's going to be, um, there's two. There's, uh, I think this is the first of its kind that has two drops. Um, you're, you're only going to do one uh, when you're on the ride, but it's kind of like an A-B switch. Mm-hmm. So that there's always one available. Um I think it, it kind of so they have more capacity on the ride. Um, over in Bush Gardens, Tampa, we have Cobra's Curse, and mm-hmm. it has a lift uh, elevator for the beginning of the ride. And there's two of them. There's two sides. So that way, when one is resetting, you can always use the other one. And I think it's going to be like that, where when you go to drop, you drop. And then while the one you dropped on is raising, there's a second one where the next car can come behind you and drop. So they don't waste any time. Otherwise, crazy. you can fit almost twice as many people on the ride because it's always ready to to drop again. There was something similar that didn't work so well in the short-lived Hard Rock Park, too. They had a Ferris wheel um, to lift to start you. Really? Yeah, so you sat in a... I never went on it, but I've seen pictures of it and video, and it's like a Ferris wheel where the car for the coaster sits in it, and then when it gets to the top, you drop in. That but is so I, weird. Yeah, I guess it didn't work too great. And uh, that's probably why you don't see it anymore. But um, they did try that there. Well, the good news with this is they've been doing it with the the other coasters. The the bad news is that there's never been a ride that does this many different things all at once. (laughs) There's never been six launches uh, with the LSM. There's never been um, a backwards section with a switch track right at a launch to a drop track that has an AB switch. (laughs) So there's a lot that can go wrong. But see, that's the the cool thing is though, is it sounds like a grown adult who still is very much into their childhood going, wouldn't it be cool if we could just do this? (laughs) Yeah. And that's partly why I'm excited for the ride. Cause it was literally just a dude like, why don't we just do six launches? Cause I want to do that. Well, I think it, it probably had a lot to do with J.K. Rowling saying, I don't want to see this track from Hogsmeade. And they're sitting there going, well, then we can't do um, a lift hill or we can't do it. We can't have it this tall. So we're just going to have to launch it every time we need more momentum. Uh, and, totally makes sense, too, that so. she would want that. That that sounds just like her. 
I mean, is... the rumor was she was always uh, um, not happy with Dragon Challenge being in the background. So this is kind of like maybe her dream to replace it with a Forbidden Forest, which fits the, you know, it actually fits the area. It does, it goes right in front of the, the Hogwarts castle. If you look over, you're going to see, you know, well-themed, you'll see hundreds of trees. We're also going to see well-themed uh, scenic things and not coaster. You'll yep. have to walk up to the ride or get into the queue to actually see any of the coaster bits. That's cool. And again, just reinforcing how awesome it is to have her involved in it, even though, you know, for lack of a better term, she's a pain in the ass, but it's a good thing that she is that way. <laughs> But yeah, no, we've gotten the best rides we've gotten at the resort have been the Harry Potter rides. Not even, even the rides. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, the lands, the Diagon Alley. I Even if it didn't have the ride, Diagon Alley is my favorite place in both those parks. It's amazing to walk through. It's the first time I've walked through something that legit feels like you are there. It's so closed off from the rest of the world. When you walk out and you see Simpsons across the way, it's always so jarring. Like, is, is this where I've been all this? I <laughs> thought I was in like London for the last two hours. This is weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, it's amazing to walk through that place. It's the first time that's literally, it feels so real just walking through there. They and they even accidentally, job. they even accidentally got things right because it feels cold there because yeah. they, it's like almost like it's air conditioned because they're, <laughs> all the air is coming out of all the little buildings. So when you're walking around, it doesn't even feel like Florida. It's not even humid it's like <laughs> air conditioned all of Diagon Alley, especially Nocturne Alley because it's enclosed. Oh, I love Nocturne Alley. It just feels like a different world. It's awesome. And I cannot wait for this coaster. So just to go through a couple specific things about the the coaster. Um, in case anyone hasn't seen the other video and I have some extra updated information, still not sure what the queue is going to be like. Um, I'm hoping that we see some animals in the queue or uh, maybe Hagrid will talk to us like that Musion effect, like I was thinking, but, um, the, the load platform is going to be one of those conveyor belt type things like a, like the haunted mansion, like a moving platform. Oh, that's cool. Just, uh, another way to get the, the capacity high is that it's going to be really quick loading. I think they do it for uh, Forbidden Journey and that ride has like the highest throughput and I, I it kind of forces the, the team members to load fast because they have to. <laughs> uh, you, you know, it's always rush, rush, rush when you get to there and I think it's going to be like that here. Um, but also what used to be the unload and load for one of the like the Dragon Coasters is mm -hmm. now just one side of it is just load. So it's twice as long as what it was before for load. Um, That's awesome. So it, like, as it rolls through the, the, the load station, you can hop on, get locked in and then go into the ride. So now that you know that you're going to load that way, do you have any guesses on what you think the vehicle is going to be? I think it's going to be very similar to cheetah hunt at uh, Bush gardens, but it might look like the motorbike sidecar from Hagrid's motorbike. It's just, I don't think it's going to be seated like, a, um, you know, a motorcycle. I don't think it'll be on a bike seat on one of the seats and then in a sidecar. I think it's just going to look like it. Maybe yep. the front car will look like a motorbike and then the rest is being pulled by it, you know, mm. like a train. Um, I, I, but I don't know for sure. I, no one seems to know for sure. That's they're keeping that under wraps. Um, but with Hagrid being a kind of the main character of the ride, I don't think we're going to see the kids at all because they're not kids anymore. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be Hagrid's ride. So I, I think that would be the best ride vehicle to do. If it wasn't that, maybe um, a Thestral carriage with an extended train. 
Yeah, I think um I think actually now that you mentioned, I think if it was his motorbike in the front with the sidecar pulling something, that would be mm-hmm. actually really cool. Yeah. I Just think that like, makes sense. I mean, it doesn't even have to I mean I, I, I ride a motorcycle, so seeing a bunch of sidecars that without anything attached might be a little weird to me at first. But right. um I think if it was him pulling something with with the bike, that would be really cool. Yeah, and he could do like the ET, and he pops up in the middle of the ride, <laughs> like, he, like he's really pulling you, and then he do, goes down when you see him on the he's, ride. Like he's a little large to hide in a basket. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, really feel like the, the around him. The the Skull Island uh, animatronics have an animatronic Hagrid, and then like halfway <laughs> through the ride, he gets off. So funny. Um, yeah, I do have a Triumph, so I'd be okay seeing a Triumph pulling a bunch of roller coaster cars. That's cool with me. The very first scene, though, if you look at the aerials, it, they've enclosed a little bit of it. It almost looks like um, an extension to the building, and I don't, I don't know what's going to be in there. I, I haven't heard any rumors or anything, so that's kind of exciting. Um, but I do know that they kind of the second scene is going to have the flying Ford Anglia, mm-hmm. the um, Weasley car, which yep. was parked out in front of Dragon Challenge. Um, and we also see on the Hogwarts Express, but this will be the first time like a physical actual car will be flying around probably on some kind of kooka arm type deal and hidden from view, but it'll be flying around kind of towards us. And the coaster, you could see the coaster kind of uh, banks to the left, banks to the right, banks to the left. So I imagine just like the Weasley car is always kind of wavering left and right, left and right. So will us as we're oh, coming toward it. So it's like, woo, woo, woo. That's awesome. Um, I am starting to think um, that it'll be the Pixies during that scene. That's a uh, good idea. That's, that's a really good thought actually. Um, cause, uh, someone had mentioned something about the car being under attack and I heard that there's going to be six smaller animatronics. So I'm wondering if the six small animatronics is the pixies and they're attacking the Anglia and that's why it's kind of wavering, like it's crashing and why we're wavering. Um, be super fun. Cause they get into a little mischief. They're like little flying gremlins. <laughs> yep. They do. That's gonna, that sounds so, like a, that sounds really like, uh, that sounds like it could be pretty accurate. And I've heard people talking about the the ride vehicles. People first assumed it was going to be the Anglia, but since I saw the rumors, especially coming from you guys from your site, mm-hmm. that the Anglia was going to be in the ride, I I didn't think that would make sense. So right, it um, would look like the stretch limo from yeah. Rock and Roller Coaster. Yeah, let's not do <laughs> that. Let's, <laughs> yeah, let's not do that. No, so I think it's um, and looking at the track, like you're going to be heading toward um, the car, and it's heading toward you being attacked maybe and then at the last second you veer to the right um maybe to get away so it's almost like a game of chicken that's awesome i'm really excited for this and uh i'm wondering the more i hear about this i'm wondering if this would be a better thing to do i i think it's going to be a better ride at night oh it's gonna be like completely different just like thunder mountain and and other coasters like that and slinky dog would be oh my god slinky dog was amazing at night (laughs) as silly as that sounds that ride is actually really thrilling at night because you can't tell where the coaster is going to go next (laughs) i'm just thinking this one with like with a solid lighting package too i think it's going to look awesome at night so i really think it'll be a better ride at night and you won't be able to see the track because it's like darkly painted um so at night you won't know which way you're turning Man, I'm gonna have to stay late and do it for the first time at night. I think <laughs> it it could be a completely different experience. Um, yeah, right after the car is the first launch, and that's gonna take you um, underneath those ruins. Um, like you're gonna be sandwiched in between. There'll be like um, 
flying buttress. <laughs> That's a funny oh. word. Flying buttresses <laughs> above, connecting the ruins to the Q building. So just imagine, you know, like that part on Forbidden Journey where you're like going through the the Quidditch uh, thing and it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like imagine like being through that in between these two giant buildings uh, with the flying buttresses above you. And that's the first launch. So it's going to come out of nowhere and send you soaring through this. That's crazy. And in the uh, in the video, I described uh, that round building, one of the earlier scenes after that launch as like a, a hut. And mm -hmm. I said this hut would have Hagrid in it. So people automatically assume it's Hagrid's hut. But it is like four times bigger than Hagrid's hut. It is more like a, a stable or a barn. It is a huge building. And they're building it now. Um, and uh, I'll probably have a construction update later this week, actually, because I'm going to go check it out. But it is massive. Like I saw people, a photo of people uh, doing the work on the roof. And it's even bigger than I thought when I saw it in person. <laughs> That's awesome. I was, people look I... like ants. <laughs> that's huge yeah i i don't think it would make any sense to be haggard's hut there's not enough room to turn around standing still in there from what it looks like so yeah have a coaster go through that is a larger building than even i expected it to be for you know what they what is allegedly going in there yeah so the whole coaster train's gonna kind of curve around inside it and um just stop in there for a little scene this is like one of only two stops on the ride uh and haggard like an actual full-size animatronic Hagrid will be in there um, with a monster of some sort. Um, and everything I've heard is it's a blast-ended scroot, which is not anything I've seen in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm assuming it's in the books, or it's at least in the canon, as uh, it's something that I think it's like a hybrid animal that he bred. Yep. Um, from what I looked on, uh, I went to Pottermore to check it out in the Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And it, I think it, um, they fight each other with fire, right? Yeah, I think it's fire. Uh, someone fire. told me there's going to be a real fire effect. I don't know if that's true. I mean, this hut is all wood. <laughs> it is actually made of real wood. So I don't know if they're going to be setting off fire effects inside of it. But something does like startle it or it goes off. And it, it may be a lighting effect or a sound or a heat feeling special effect or something. And it's going to shoot us out. Um, it's possible after it shoots this out, there'll be like a fire effect outside. That would be pretty cool. But that that goes into that second launch, which launches you right through the stained glass window of the ruins. Um, and that's going to be even bigger than the first launch. Okay. So now I kind of want it to shoot you out, but have the fire chase behind you. Like, Wouldn't that be cool? Behind you. That's what yeah. I want to happen now. I, I'm, I'm expecting at least a heat uh, a special effect like they do on some rides. Because that would be awesome to kind of be running away from to get launched into the ruins, like mm -hmm. the thing that looks like the Great Hall kind of area. That'd yeah. be fun if it just like burst out behind you, chasing you out of the building. Yeah, if they had like two of them, like one inside and then uh, like the Carnotaurus on Dinosaur at, uh, at Animal Kingdom where they do that running effect. Oh, that, would be, that would be really cool. So good. <laughs> um, but it's, uh, that part's crazy, though, because like it's still at this point all been ground level. Like you've, you've only been ground level. And then all of a sudden for the first time you're launching straight up like a three or four stories into the air uh, and through this building and then back down to the ground and do a near figure eight, uh, go under the ruins. And this is a, there's a trench. This part you'll actually be below the ground as you go through. Um, I'm not even looking at the map, but the, the third launch goes through a trench 
And then you do like a big circle and you slow down and that's where Fluffy is. This is kind of the midpoint of the ride. And Fluffy is going to be full scale giant animatronic. I think only one of his heads is going to move because you're only going to see him for 10 seconds, but uh, he'll definitely be barking at you. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm excited for this part because I am a dog person and Fluffy is awesome. And beyond that, I like the giant animatronics confrontation Kong Skull Island Skull Island if I can speak those are awesome so I'm looking forward to see this thing and how much it actually moves and hopefully we don't get uh disco fluffy down the road no I don't yeah I don't think it's going to move too much because it's going to be technically exposed to the elements um have you been on the flight of the hippogriff not since before it was flight of the hippogriff oh flying unicorn yep <laughs> The um, flight of the hippogriff, when you do the launch, uh, not the launch, when you do the lift hill, there's a, a hippogriff animatronic and it's sitting in a nest and it's outside and it kind of just nods, just it nods to everyone because you're supposed to nod at it. Um, yeah. I think the same company that made that is doing the fluffy uh, animatronic. Uh, so I don't expect too much motion, but at the same time, it will be massive. I mean, we're talking, you know. 20 something foot tall dog with three heads. So it, literally just standing there will be intimidating enough. But then if it's blinking and bobbing its head or barking at you, it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. It sounds awesome. It sounds really good. Um, and this is only halfway. So this coaster seems pretty long for a coaster or it takes a ride up this in general. Whole, yeah. It takes up this whole plot that used to be these two giant steel coasters. Um, it actually takes up more room than dueling dragons used to take up because they've extended it all the way out to the sound barriers. And even the last ride didn't go that far out. It's crazy. I'm so, so happy. People were thinking when they closed it, they were like, well, we have so much space here. Are they going to put a new ride and like ex more stores for Hogsmeade? Are they going to put the Shrieking Shack? There's going to be so much room. But this coaster is so big and so spread out. There's actually no room for anything. I mean, it is the, the, the stable hut is right up against the queue for the Hogwarts train station. The Hogwarts Express, like is right against the train station. Queue. Wow. wow. So it is as far as it could be. Um, and then the end of the ride, the drop track part is butted up against the the train station itself behind the train. Like they didn't waste a, a millimeter on us. So good. So, so after good. Fluffy, after Fluffy, you turn left, you go into a cave. I think there's going to be a ton of rock work back here, which is going to be really tall. So like when you look at it from Hogsmeade, you'll see the it's kind of like the different layers as like trees in the foreground, the ruins, and then giant rock work in the background. So it kind of gives a three dimensional going on forever effect. And I think that alone, like even if I never went on this ride, it's going to make Hogsmeade <laughs> so much more beautiful. <laughs> oh, so, so we go into the cave and we get launched straight up like four stories uh, to the point where we're at like almost a 90 degree angle on this track. And if you've seen pictures of this part of the ride, like, people were like oh my god that's gonna be a crazy drop and it's like well you go up that first and then you drop <laughs> down it backwards <laughs> so and i'm pretty sure they haven't started yet but i'm pretty sure it's going to be in the dark i'm pretty sure they're going to put a cave around it so you won't see the track you won't know you're going to go up that high it's going to be completely hidden away from view so it'll, it'll be only, surprise it'll only make it better yeah only uh, make it better so then you fall backwards, the track switch behind you. So you keep going backwards. We talked about this earlier where you get launched backwards, mm -hmm. um, go up a spiral. And then for the drop track scene, um, I've been saying it was the devil's snare mm -hmm. where like in the film, 
um, it wraps around you and you have to like relax or uh, use light to get out of it. Yep. Uh, just the other day in one of the aerial photographs, you could see a test sample of what looks like crazy long vines that are painted oily black. So I think that's as much confirmation as I'm going to get now that <laughs> is definitely the devil's snare in there. Because uh, they, they, they shouldn't have left that outside because, you know, we got the helicopters <laughs> flying around taking pictures and I could clearly see those are vines. So now I'm super excited about that because if you're going to do a drop track, like that scene in the movie where um, Hermione uses a uh, light to let make the things let go and then uh, he falls straight down, like that's perfect. Now the question is, who is going to be in there to cast the light? Because the drop would not be, from what I remember, it's slow if you relax, but the light kind of makes it shudder yeah, away. So, so yeah. I'm wondering what is going to be the source of the light. I and wonder, it, Hagrid's not supposed to do magic, but he could. He could. He does, even though he's not supposed to. <laughs> so... Uh, that that would be my guess, but I don't think we'll see him. I think we're just going to see like a really bright light after being in pitch black darkness, um, which would be great to see all the scenery too. So oh. it illuminate the walls, which you can see in the photographs. Um, I'll include a link to it with the with this podcast, but you can see the backside of all the scenery, and it's definitely like some rock work, some moss, and the the oily black vines. Yeah, I'm just wondering what else is going to be in there now. Now that's really got me wondering because there's got to be some kind of light to make the drop work as quickly as it seems to be from what I've seen in those other coasters do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think just a really powerful light <laughs> flash. There would be, and you know, an audio cue so um, cool. from whoever's saving us. Maybe it'll be someone <sighs> else. Maybe. Uh, so then drop and then we launch out forward. This is probably the biggest launch because it's got to finish the ride off and take us up over uh, the giant cave that we went through earlier or around it. And then we go pass through the ruins again, as if we didn't pass through the ruins enough. We pass through <laughs> the center of the ruins this time. And if they time it just right, you'll be able to look up and see the launch from earlier of a car going over your head. Ooh, now so, that's fun. Like as you're going through, because there'll be so many cars on the, on the track at the same time, I'm sure you'll see one at least starting or ending, um, launching out of that hut straight up over the, the track here in the center of the ruins um and there'll be one going under you launching to the hut so at any given moment that that thing is kind of like the central hub of the whole ride so it could be pretty exciting no matter what time you go through it and then the very very end there's still one more animatronic and i don't know what it is but i got my fingers crossed that it's a unicorn because i think that's pretty cool it could be a <laughs> it could be um well, we've seen pretty much everything else. So, and we've never even seen a live unicorn in the movies. I would just love to see that. And it would kind of be a nice nod to the original uh, Merlin would. It would be. And it also maybe be if, if we're sent off on this thing chasing, if we are in fact chasing something that Hagrid lets loose, because, you know, he never does that. Um, it, it, <laughs> it could, could be, be the blast ended screwed again. Yeah, it could be whatever's loose, like back uh, home kind of thing. But the unicorn sounds more fun, and I like the idea of it, you know, just giving a little nudge back to what it was at one point. Yeah. Because Merlinwood was really awesome. I, I like that you could still go out behind the three broomsticks, and it still looks the same, except the color of brick is different. But other yeah. than that, it's almost exact. The porch is still the same back there. So you can pretend you're back in time. I, <laughs> I would like to think that you're chasing the blast-ended screw, but at the same time... 
especially since there'll be like holes in the the ruins already. There'll be holes in the the hut already. So maybe like you're following behind it. But at the same time, why would there be also pixies, fluffy, um, devil snare, whatever? Like, well, devil snare is different. It's not really an animal. But it, there's so many other animals that you come across. It it feels like it's more like uh, showing off different things. Yeah, and I'm wondering um, the root. The ruins seem like it's going to be a big part of the story. So there's got to be something. They're going to probably feed you something at the beginning mm -hmm. of the ride. Yeah. So I'm wondering what the that's also interesting to me because that's the whole basis of the ride is those ruins in Hagrid and something I don't, I can't think of off the top of my head that it could be. So, yeah. I think it's something new, you know? And now I want to know what the story is. I want it to be here already. <laughs> Another theory is that it takes place right after the battle of Hogwarts and the ruins is just Hogwarts castle after it's been destroyed. And that all the animals have escaped because of the war and we're rounding them up. That's interesting. And I can see it's, that, but I don't think that that doesn't. It's really depressing though. Yeah, hey, remember the end of the movie when everyone dies? <laughs> Let's go round up some critters. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's sad. Everybody mope through the ride to get your animals back. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm all I, set with that. I like the theory that it's just an entirely new setting somewhere deep in the forest that's never been talked about. And, you know, J.K. Rowling's on a roll with coming up with entirely new story stuff. So, you know, yeah. she's writing all new movies that set up different things and backstories. And there's always, there's a play. Why not a little Forbidden Forest ride that has a new backstory? Of course. And now I'm really excited. I like all that stuff. So I'm really excited to find out what that story is and the backstory of the ruins and all that so much to dig into if it is a whole new story which is really enticing yes for sure definitely i because it, it, it would be like the anti-gringotts gringotts where everything's screen-based and it's supposed to be a coaster but it also takes place during a very definite time in the series like yep. it's like the other it's seeing the, the backstory to what's happening at the at the end when they're trying to get the horcrux and he they're riding the dragon and it's really interesting to see um, it's kind of like the Lion King one and a half. <laughs> <laughs> we get to see what Timon and Pumbaa are doing during the, the, the down moments in the movie. Uh, we get to see how the kids broke into the, the bank, you know, why not? Oh. Um, <laughs> that's the weirdest comparison I've ever made. <laughs> Harry Potter, Lion King, same thing. Same, same thing. thing. But yeah. instead of, uh, Disney, Disney world tends to tell, the same story of the movie like here's the little mermaid in a nutshell you know yep. here's the movie Book universal tell tells a story where you're in the story um like here's you know transformers you gotta get the all spark from here to there and you're writing in this new um transformer mm -hmm. um and gringotts is kind of like a mix of the two it's here's a scene from the movie but you're in it so this would be really interesting because like forbidden journey where it's just our little journey this is not just hey there's some stuff from the movies this is maybe something like this is your actual adventure yeah. that only you get to go on you can't go home and watch a movie then see the same thing that's what even, i like sorry even just having the blast ended screw that's an animal we've never seen yeah that's awesome that's what i like there though like even though like you were just talking about escape from gringotts even though it's like a parallel story it's something you can't see or do anywhere else but see you get that story there 
which is cool because the book report rides are kind of getting stale and mm -hmm. it seems like even they've been backing away from that because the whole avatar area is not just a rehash of the story. <laughs> now that takes place a so, hundred years later. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, point. it seems like maybe they've learned their lessons and I think people are catching on it because even some of the older ones, the book report version didn't work exactly right. Snow White was, you were supposed to be Snow White and people yeah. just didn't get that. So they had to add more and more. Same thing with Peter Pan. Yep. Yep. And so I think maybe they're learning their lessons and they're starting to see like even, well, even the Star Wars land stuff that's coming, the, the Millennium Falcon, it's supposed to, you're supposed to pilot it. Yeah. So. And the other one is you, um, for some reason, uh, infiltrating the enemy ship. <laughs> yep. I don't know why we're doing it, but I don't think we're qualified. But okay. <laughs> I, I also like how Universal tells uh, continuations of the story. Uh, I missed the Terminator 2. I like Terminator 2 3D because it was kind of the unofficial third movie. And it was a much better version of the third movie. <laughs> but it's like it take it picks up where the second one, you know, left off and it, it has a satisfying conclusion. They completely destroy Skynet. Yep. It was a good show. I mean, it was different than anything else. Um had a huge span. Like that screen was enormous when it opened up all the way to all the screens in the room. Yeah. And uh, I just I, I I'm bummed to see it go, but I've seen it in some pretty sad states over the years. And oh yeah. I, I get it, but honestly, there's a new Terminator movie coming out, so why not just fix it and clean it up? It's one of the better attractions they had. For, but well, they tried that with Genesis, but it flopped, so they actually redid the opening and everything, and I think that was kind of like their last draw. They're like, well, we tried, and we're not going to keep trying every time they try to reboot this movie. I don't even need them to keep updating it. I just want the, like, as far as keeping up with the current movie, just clean yeah. it up. Just just clean it up and make it function right. I'd be happy with that. I really, the Treadstone thing I get to a point, but I really don't think anyone's asking for a born no. show. I think they wanted to do James Bond, but they couldn't get the rights. But even that, I love James Bond, and even that, I'm not interested in seeing that. Well, they've I mean, done a Wild West um, stunt show, and they've yeah. done the the old uh, the Eighth Voyage of Sinbad stunt show. I think they they some people wanted to do a spy stunt show, and they had an idea for how to do a spy stunt show, and it almost feels like the IP was an afterthought here, which is unusual for the theme park business nowadays. But so you know, instead of being James Bond spies, now it's uh, Jason Bourne spies, which. So instead of uh, a womanizer, now it's someone who punches really fast. <laughs> but I mean, as far as those go, like you, it, there's just they're super hard to nail. Like Indiana Jones, there's stunt spectacular hangs around, but it's still fun to watch. And I've been watching it forever. It feels like, and I still like to go and see it. But there's not a lot of stunt shows I can say that about. Someone I miss the Wild West stunt show. I love the Wild West stunt show. It's going to be hard being in this theater because it's going to feel so enclosed. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to do it. I hope they still use something to, I mean, Terminator popping out from behind a screen and the bike and everything else coming out. I hope they do something with that because that was really cool. I'm sure they'll do something. I Maybe they'll have a mini. There's the, the mini car chase. <laughs> the first one, they'll, they'll just have a whole car chase on the stage in the, in the theater. They're tiny cars. Oh man, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what happens. Even though I'm not stoked for a Treadstone show, but I'll still go check it out. Yeah, it's anything new is once. exciting. And the, the screen was so blurry and messed up on the Terminator show. I felt yeah. bad. It was yeah. sad to see it 
um, I, I'd rather them put it out of its misery than keep it open like that. Yeah. Like I was saying, if they're not going to update the actual show, then it's not worth it. That would have been enough for me though. Um, the Harry Potter coaster, which still does not have a name should be opening in the, well, we'll say the summer of 2019. It's the same company that opened, uh, infinity falls. They were supposed to open this summer and they just opened uh, last week. So you never know. <laughs> <laughs> You know, don't plan your uh, vacations around me saying that uh, Memorial Day should be the opening for the new Harry Potter coaster because just because they're shooting for that doesn't mean it'll actually open at that time. But sometime next year, that new ride is going to open and we're going to finally get the name and new information early next year. So maybe January, February, they'll actually tell us something. That's pretty exciting. That is maybe a name for Christmas. Can we have a name? (laughs) <laughs> oh, I don't know about Christmas. They they promised us early 2019, so I'm going to say February is uh, more likely. I just want to name it at least for now. <laughs> well, they're not doing the celebration of Harry Potter, so they'll have uh, they don't have a, an excuse to announce anything in January like they normally do. <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, I think that I think that that whole thing was getting a little long in the tooth too. I think they were dragging that out a bit far. Yeah, maybe when it comes back, you know, stronger and better in a few years, they'll they'll actually do something different with it. Yeah, that'd be good. A little nostalgia. Let it sit for a little bit. Yeah, let people miss it. Exactly. It's always a good thing. Yeah, let people really start to actually like the Fantastic Beast movies so that you can play up that. Oh, that's a very divisive movie already. (laughs) I like the creatures. (laughs) I liked it. I thought it was fun and... I mean, just to be able to go back to the magical world and like be inside of her mind again is pretty cool. Yeah. Well, the second one looks pretty good. I think they're by opening it up and bringing Hogwarts back and Dumbledore. It's gonna it's gonna be exciting. Yeah, I agree. I think it's gonna be fun. I like Newt. Yeah, I do too. I like all the main characters. All four of them are awesome. I like the the bakery guy. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever his name is. He's he's adorable, and I want I want I want them to build that bakery at the new park so we can buy weird creature shaped uh, baked goods. Oh man, now I want that too. Wouldn't that be cool? It it, it sells itself really. It does. It's totally. a no brainer. Totally sells. Kowalski, I want to say Kowalski. Yep. Look at that. Yep. Kowalski's bakery. Open it in New York in Universal Studios Florida. Come on, You're wasting time here. They Take the down poster. the NPMs. <laughs> We don't need pretzels. We need Kowalski's. They already got the poster there too for the uh, the little the little secret bar. Yeah, they took that down. They did. I think so. Well, maybe, uh, or I just can't find it. <laughs> maybe I'm just bad at finding <laughs> it. It's supposed to be hidden, so they're they're doing a good job with me. Oh man, <laughs> do you work here? Can you just tell me where this is? <laughs> and where's Kowalski's bakery? Maybe if we all ask for it, they'll build it. There you go. You're gonna start a petition now. <laughs> Replace half the arcade with it. We don't need that many crane machines. No, definitely not. All right. I think that's going to, we're going to wrap it up there. Um, Be sure to check out the YouTube channel, Theme Park Stop by Alicia Stella, soon to just be Theme Park Stop. And the website is orlandoparkstop.com. Thank you so much, Ian, for joining me today. Thank you for putting up with me. (laughs) It has been a pleasure putting up with you. (laughs) Awesome. Till next Uh, time, guys. Yeah. Bye bye.